0: All right, so this is the third week of this series 101. We're still focusing on prayer and specifically drawing our inspiration from the Lord's Prayer. Last week we focused on our Father and the courage and imagination it takes uh, to be like children and to have childlike faith in the face of some harsh realities of life that we become aware of very early in life. This week we'll be focusing... On this line from the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as we continue to develop our thoughts on this topic, the depth of meaning of the basic survival tools of life is starting to take reality in my life. And this is what I mean by that. When I was in my early 20s, a co-worker taught me how to replace the brakes on my car. Bud was a big burly southerner from Kentucky and he knew his way wa- way around fixing cars or pretty much anything no matter what it was Bud could do it and I've always been frugal or my wife would call that cheap and so I found every way I could to save a buck and when you're fixing your own brakes you're saving a lot of bucks so, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I didn't grow up fixing things, um, but I'm going to figure it out anyway. There's YouTube, there's manuals, and I had Bud. So, we were going to fix these breaks. So, I remember Bud saying to me, Andy, let's get out there and fix that thing. You know, he just had this big, little, big, burly voice, like a southern man, you know, and, and it was just, I loved it. It barely smoky voice. And I knew he could do it. Yet, I'd seen many times in Bud's life where he'd made some questionable decisions, but I did know that he could fix anything. So I was going to put my life and my family's life in his hands with a 3,000-pound vehicle, trusting that it would stop because Bud knew what he was doing. So Bud showed me how to take off the old brakes, grease up the caliper pins, the brake shims, Uh, bleed the brakes if I needed to. So we figured all that stuff out together. And I knew that he would do it right. And this is how I learned to change my own brakes. And this is how all knowing really works. All knowing works in relationship with something or someone. We come to discover new things this way. One, our relationship with God and others isn't a one-way street. It's interpersonal. We go, grow in relationship when there's a healthy give and take. Bud didn't simply fix the breaks for me. He showed me how to fix the brakes. We worked alongside each other while he taught me. And two, if we want to grow and learn, we must entrust ourselves to the pattern of life God has set before us. I'm going to say that again. If we want to grow and learn, we have to entrust ourselves, the pattern of life, the flow of life that God has set before us. I'm not saying that like I do it all the time. (laughs) If anything, doing this particular message has messed me up in the good kind of way, you know, and I need to be messed up sometimes. It's humbled me. But we grow and learn when we entrust ourselves to God and when we're willing to entrust ourselves and be vulnerable with other people. You know, with Bud, I truly believe that he had my best interests in mind, and that's why I was willing to entrust myself to him. This is the hardest thing in life and probably the biggest key to life, truly coming to know that God has our best interests in mind. I think that might be one of the biggest keys to life man, we've all read that before. We've all thought that before. God has my best interests in mind. You know, and honestly, it can be kind of irritating when you're going through a lot of stuff and someone says you, just trust that God has (laughs) your best interests in mind. You're like, oh, okay, thanks for the platitude. I appreciate that. But in reality, you're like, that is not how I feel right now. Your kingdom come, your will be done. This only happens when we slow down and lean into the basics. You know, we eat, pray, sing, community, prayer, worship. Can we slow down and lean into those things? It's hard to do right now. There's a lot going on. We have plenty of things that are pulling our attention away. You know, I could sit in front of my phone for three hours if I wanted to and not even realize the time went away. You think about the precious time that you have with your family and with your friends and with the people you've never met before that you're going to come into contact with. Can we just slow down and lean into that? How hard is it to trust in the pattern of life that's before us when our desired outcome is not happening? but I believe that if we can just focus our time on these basic three survival tools of life, it might actually help us to understand and believe that God is good, that God is trustworthy. We come to trust in the flow of our day-to-day. In other words, we come to trust in God's will instead of trusting in our will and our desired outcomes. Ugh. I say that in so many times in my life, that's not been how it goes. But when we learn to trust in God's will and not our desired outcomes, this is where we start to find solidarity with our brothers and sisters, where we start to learn how to have empathy and compassion for those who are going through a lot. And don't know what's next, and there's uncertainty. This is where our hearts are cut open and we bleed for others. This is where we learn to listen when others share. This is where we learn to reach out when a friend needs help. We learn to lean into the reality of our circumstances. But man, do our circumstances ebb and flow like a roller coaster? So we lean into the reality of those things. Okay, it is happening. I'm a good avoider. Holy cow, I'm good at it. Things can be happening all around me. I don't know if you've seen the meme where the weird creature thing is sitting at a table with a smile on his face and there's a fire in the kitchen. And he's saying, like, everything's great. We're just fine. I'm so good at that. Metaphorically speaking, that is my life, and Chrissy can attest to it. I can go through months and months with the kitchen on fire and act like everything's going really well right now. (sighs) But it does ebb and flow. Circumstances change all the time and we don't have any control over it. Life and all there is brings the things that try to steal our peace in the valleys and in the waiting, but I truly believe that there's an anchor calling us to surrender our kingdoms and our will to the will that is our truest reality. Your kingdom come, your will be done. This comes to play in my life in a huge way, and this is where I'm going to be real. And I don't think I could have been this real one month ago. And I say that because it wasn't your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It was my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in my mind. I have a desired outcome. That's where I was. And honestly, sitting down with this, this topic, this this universal prayer that has been prayed for centuries and centuries. I sit down with your kingdom come, your will be done. And Chrissy and I don't know what lies ahead for us at, here at PCC. With the congregation voting very soon on whether or not to continue funding the family ministry position after March, we don't know what we will be doing in April. Obviously, our desired outcome is to be here for years to come, doing ministry with all of you. But there's a very real possibility that we won't. So, how do we say, Your kingdom come? (laughs) Your will be done. How do we say that in all of this uncertainty? I believe that God's will is for us to stay long-term. I believe that's God's desired outcome. But what if the vote is no? And I know that that's a very strong possibility. What if the vote is no? And I know my inclination is to fight against that because I can look back over my life. Boom, not my desired outcome. What's the best thing I can say right now to fix this? Who's the right person to talk to? What can I do to change this? Because this is not what's supposed to happen. That's my inclination, is to fight. How could this be, God? Just one year here? Is that really what might happen? Yes. Mr. Avoider of Reality has come to grips with God's will. It's a shocker. I wanna stay long-term. God, how can this be your will? But if I'm truly tr- trusting that God's got our best interests in mind, no matter what happens in March, it's gonna be better. Did I say it's gonna be easier? No. Is it gonna be simpler? No. <laughs> it's gonna be richer, because I have a history with God. And I can see that over the 37 years of my life, from the beginning till now, it's always gotten richer. We left one faith community just a year ago so we could be with another faith community. And it has gotten richer. This church community has given us firsts. Our first time leading a memorial celebration for someone. Our first time regularly preaching on Sunday mornings. What an amazing opportunity that Mark and the rest of the leadership has given Chrissy and I. When you feel called to something and that door opens up. But one year? (laughs) Okay. Oh man, I just have to get these clenched fists and open them up. It's okay. Whatever happens, it's okay because God does have my best interest in mind. If I entrust trust myself to him, it's going to be better. But if I fight it, I'm going to burn bridges and I'm going to hurt people. What's the best thing I can say? I need to put together a speech. Hey, the annual report's coming up. i got to think about it. What could I say at the annual meeting that would just... Ah, oh, everybody's going to be so passionate and excited about it. They're going to vote yes. There's no way it could go any other way. I need to talk to the right people before that meeting. Let's have some coffee meetings. I've got to meet with so-and-so, and oh, we got this. We got this. God, I know you want this, so I'm going to do all this stuff to make it happen. <laughs> Your will be done on earth as it is in my mind. Mm, so good, but not really. But not really. Can we learn to trust that? Does God's goodness and trustworthiness depend on our desired outcome? You know, Chrissy said, if not, is God still good? I watched a video just about 10 years ago where a guy was struggling through pancreatic cancer He was only like 27 years old, and he had little kids, and he said, if I die, God is good. If I live, God is good. And God brought him through the pancreatic cancer to only get leukemia one year later, and he died. How can you live like that? How can you live... Believing that God is good, even if you die in your 20s. And your kids lose a parent. If I die, God is good. If I die, God is still trustworthy. That's a faith that I have not come to know yet. Can you imagine? God is good. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, not on earth as it is in my mind. My desired outcome happening here at Pilgrim, our desired outcome happening here at Pilgrim does not change God's goodness. This is my prayer deep down inside. If we want to get beneath the surface, when we pray every Sunday morning in the 1030 service, we pray the Lord's Prayer. And we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But if we want to get beneath the service surface, or the service, I guess, if we want to go deeper, my real prayer most of the time is my kingdom come, my will be done. I mean, let's get real. In circumstances, ebb and flow, and many times, my belief that God is good flows with it, up and down, up and down. Come on, have you been there? Can you relate with that? My kingdom come, my will be done, and then God, I'll say you're good, I'll praise you all day long. But can we get to the point where we say, your will be done? If my desired outcome does not happen, I have a strong tendency to fight against the grain. What do you mean my plan isn't coming to fruition? Hold on a bit. Wait while I come up with a plan to fix this, while I turn the tide somehow i think i have the power to do it pattern every time in my life has been burnt bridges and people hurt so what if we learn to trust in the flow of life that god has set before us because it is our truest reality is it not if we're willing to surrender ourselves to that, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be richer than it was yesterday. And when I think about my kingdom come, your my will be done, and I pull on that thread, I pull on that thread, my kingdom unravels. Every time I fight the inevitable, unnecessary suffering becomes inevitable. Can you relate to that? Every time I fight the inevitable, unnecessary suffering becomes inevitable. It just does. Now, am I saying that suffering is something we can avoid completely? (laughs) Okay, I like to avoid things, so yes. (laughs) I think somewhere in there, I am saying that, like, that fire behind us, it's, you can ignore it for a really long time, but eventually it's going to burn you if you don't do something about it. So I'm not saying that suffering is something we can avoid completely, but oftentimes there is suffering that is self-inflicted. There is suffering no matter what that we can't avoid. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Is it possible that God has our best interests in mind? I ask myself that. I don't believe that all the time. And if we're honest with ourselves, none of us do. It's hard to sing songs that say, I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender. As a worship leader for the last 12 years, singing songs like that are like, "ish." there's a lot of dissonance when you sing songs like that. All to Jesus I surrender? 80% to Jesus I surrender, but that song doesn't sound as good. <laughs> All to Jesus? Seriously? God, come and let me see that's possible. When my desired outcome doesn't happen. But like i said i have 37 years to prove that god is faithful when i look back and we're still here that's our reality you're still here my friends you're still here that tells me that god is faithful that tells me that god is good and we can entrust ourselves to him, believing with our bodies, with our mind, with our souls, that our life is going to be richer than it was yesterday. Do we believe that God has our best interests in mind? That's the biggest question that I have to ask myself every day. And if we can truly trust God. We can lay it before him. We can say, you know, you've done this many times before. I might as well give it to you again. If we can get to that point, I think we'll have an anchor that actually grounds us. So we don't ebb and flow with the circumstances of our life. Can you imagine? And I look around here and I see people who've gone through stuff. A hundred percent of you have gone through stuff. And I know that you have entrusted yourselves to God because you're still here. And maybe it's just moment by moment, but you're still here. God is good. God is faithful. God is trustworthy. And I want you to ask yourself a question. We're going to go sing a few songs together in response to this. But can we ask ourselves, does God's goodness and faithfulness depend on our desired outcome? I have to ask myself that every day. And lastly, what if it turned out better than you could ever imagine? What if the thing that's happening in some of your closest relationships turned out better than you can ever imagine? What if the situation at work that seems hopeless turned out better than you can ever imagine? What if you're sitting at home and wondering, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? I'm such and such age. What am I doing with my life? God, give me purpose. Well, what if we just step through and had the courage to walk through the open door and it ends up better than we could ever imagine. Whoa. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Let's pray. God, I do truly, truly want to believe that. And when I look back over my life and see how you've made our lives richer, I do Remind me, remind us that if we can just lay it down, if we can just surrender our desired outcomes, our agendas, our kingdoms to you, you will make our lives richer. You won't make our lives simpler usually. You won't make our lives easier usually. But they will be richer. And maybe just today can we just Look at our lives. Take an assessment and say, God, you've made my life richer today. And I'm still here because of that. In your heavenly, trustworthy name, amen.